You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. I have had an excellent, excellent time because I am on vacation. Totally, totally needed the rest, and I am basking in the time and the pleasures of being uh, resting with my family, honestly. I'm just really having a good time, and I uh, highly suggest that you guys try to do the same if you can. This is another Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops episode. Super stoked to have Heavy Montreal, Montreal's premier metal promoter behind the podcast. I am uh, super stoked about it. They put on one of North America's best metal festivals each summer, and they also host a bunch of crazy, amazing, good shows throughout the rest of the year. Sadly, due to COVID-19, they have had to cancel and or reschedule a bunch of those tours. And uh, I got some good news for you people. Some of those monster shows that were coming through Montreal already have their rescheduled dates, such as uh, Sepultura, which is going to be coming up on March 19th, 2021. They have rescheduled also Deftones featuring Gojira and Poppy. That is now going to be happening on August 20th, 2021. And people, they have secured ramstein i was so stoked about this tour i was really disappointed when uh, they had to reschedule it but don't worry they have a new date and that is august 22nd 2021 trust me people if you can come and check out these shows you should if you'd like to get your tickets for these shows they are now available you can check that out via the link in the description of this podcast on today's heavy montreal presents vox and hops episode i'm with Thaddeus rickman of Twitter, here it is. This is Vox and Hops episode number 175. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Thaddeus Rickman of Twitter. It is uh, so good to be with you. Uh, we met at the Kruachan. Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Uh, it's Kruachan. Kruachan, yeah, yeah, but. but. Somewhere in the middle between the two. <laughs> That's right. It was a virtual pub. There was a bunch of amazing people there. And uh, you had it at nighttime. I had it in the middle of the day. And it led to a very interesting night. But it was a lot of fun and it was great to meet you. So uh, how are you doing? How have you been doing since then? Uh, talk to me about uh, how you are coping with uh, getting out of social isolation. How are you coping being slightly more free in the world of COVID-19? Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. It, that was a great night, I have to say. Um, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought that uh, I, I will be uh, virtual drinking with guys from Cryptopsy and uh, Borknagar and, and bands like that. I mean, I was, I was amazed. <laughs> it was really nice. But yeah, well, since then, I mean, I have to be honest, um, apart from the well uh bitter truth of not being able to uh not being able to tour or to 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 do a show not really much change for me personally because um when i'm not on tour uh i work from home i i, I try i'm a translator translate books so cool. yeah <laughs> and i um so it's quite yeah, uh, some kind of lonely profession. 
And <laughs> you know, I just sit sit in front of the laptop and and just type away. And I did that before the virus as well. So um, I mean, of course, uh, only for for the last three years. Because I mean, before that, I was working at a at an office as well. But uh, I I had the chance and the possibility to to leave that behind and to focus more on music and on my own. Um, entrepreneurship, but yeah, the, um, so I, I live in Budapest, Hungary, and uh, the virus here was luckily not as harsh as in other parts of Europe, like like Italy or or Spain or or even Germany. Um, we, of course, there there were there were fatalities, uh, casualties. I mean, <laughs> and um, but. Um, we had some very strict um, uh, rules of how to go outside and uh, how to how to behave. Uh, I don't know, maybe on the bus or on the tram and so on, like everywhere else. But I think uh, it was it was quite well enhanced, at least in the in, in the first like five six weeks, and that showed. So it was it was quite okay, but. Um, I mean, of course, I was I was very happy that at least I was able to to go to my rehearsal room. I, I just took my bike and uh, rode there because you know uh, I, I would have gone mad without without being able to to play the drums or or even to to go to the gym or something like that. I live in a uh, with my girlfriend in a very small flat. It's like thirty square meters. And I mean, that's, yeah, it, it gets to you sooner or later in, in this kind of uh, environment or, or uh, this kind of lockdown. But uh, if, until, until you, you still have the possibility to at least get out for a couple of hours every day, then it's, it's fine. I agree. And it's, it's very, very important for people to get out there. And I was saying it too uh, during the point when they were telling us to stay inside. But you could still go for walks. You could still get out there, get some fresh air, and that's that's Definitely. great. That you could yeah. still go go out and uh, work out first yeah. of all and yeah. uh, bang the drums, which is uh, such a cathartic experience for a drummer. I know that, and you would have just gone mad. Definitely. <laughs> and and living living with someone, being confined with them as much as you love any human in the world, it's the same thing when we're on tour we end up getting frustrated with each other. <laughs> it is, it is quite an, well, it, no, no, it's, it's not an ordeal, but you know, it's, it's all about, all about, um, compromise. I mean, with, with her, it's, it's working out really like really peaceful with the, 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 um, the lockdown to, because she's, she's also very fine with being on her own. So we were just, you know, we have like uh, one and a half rooms uh, apartment and uh, she was sitting in the one end, I, me in the other one. And <laughs> sometimes we we didn't even talk to each other for like three hours because she was working, I was working and we were like, yeah, whatever. So and then one one or the other just, just said something and, and sometimes I just let, was like, what? Fuck. Oh, right. I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you also mentioned uh, that you translate books and you work from home. Yeah. Uh, is that a very strange, uh, drastic change from being on tour where you're around a lot of people, you're performing for a lot of people, and then when you come home and you're on tour, it's like a yin and yang situation where you're in a very extroverted situation outside on tour and then when you come back home you're by yourself just working with the book translating probably communicating with just a few people somewhat yes although i used to take um some work with me uh on tour as well so because uh i usually i'm not able to to sleep too long so I, on tour i'm 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 awake at like 7 a.m 8 a.m the latest and make coffee on the bus, you know, and, and just, just, uh, pull out my laptop and do a couple of pages. Um, so, so the, 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 the workflow is similar. It's of course the dynamics, uh, change because, um, while, while at home, I, I work for, I don't know, six, eight, 10 hours sometimes only, only, um, doing workouts or, or practicing, uh, when I'm not working on, on a book, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it I, I try to keep, keep that kind of, um, that kind of, of, of work ethics maybe, uh, with me on tour as well. So, but uh, yes, as you said, it, it, it's some kind of, of, um, yeah, yin yang maybe because, just right now that that i was i think my last show was somewhere in february maybe yeah march april may june yeah like five five months ago and i mean it never happened in the last like eight years i think that, that there was so such a huge hiatus between two shows and and if everything goes well, the next show will be in the beginning of September. Let's hope. Um, but yeah, I I now realized that I really need that time away and that time on tour because it's not only about you know playing, like rehearsing or practicing actually because we don't rehearse since we we live in three different countries. Um, well, we don't rehearse together. Well, only very, very uh, <laughs> few times. Very, very seldom. The traditional way. Of exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, before longer tours, we sometimes, if we have the time, we sometimes come together for maybe two or three days and just uh, use that time. But um, basically, we just practice on our own. And, well... The last six months just uh, showed me how vitally important it is for me to to have that that other side from from being just hunching over the the, the, the laptop for for hours and days and weeks and just using most well yeah well it's it, it's brain work you know it, but on the other hand yes. I really need, vitally, physically need the the touring part, the touring uh, experience and side of my life, and 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 this this is one one thing that that uh, was made really clear to me in the last couple of months. It's something. It's huge. It's a huge part of us being out there. You know, like we. 
I don't know if it's the same for you. I have a family, so I have kids and stuff. And anytime a tour is coming, I'm all like, oh, shit, I got to go again. And then I go and I have a great time, of course. And then I come back home and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I feel like satiated for a little bit of a moment, but it's been so long. Like Cryptopsy hasn't played since we haven't toured since last July. So it's been a full year that we haven't been on a stage together and played together. So it's, it's crazy to me that... It, that we're missing all this and i know it's just gonna keep going i hope september works out for you hopefully yeah <laughs> I hope that, so. that, that's that, that will be a one-off show in in the pharaohs if i'm not i'm not even sure if i'm if i'm allowed to say that but so i didn't i didn't what am i talking about what, what band what vox band no band <laughs> vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives music and craft beer what beer do you have on your side there Tadius? well matt this is a oat fermenter i i thought it, it was called tormentor there's a very nice nice oh. hungarian band called tormentor black metal very good uh so this beer is called Klostermann. It's uh, it's an amber, so half dark beer uh, from Czech Republic. Very um, hoppy, very nutty, but um, not that kind of you know, not that kind of uh, uh, heavy uh, heaviness you usually have in a in a an amber or a, in a half dark beer. So I really like it. And there are only a few places like like three or four places in in the whole budapest you can get this beer and even less place uh, places which have it on on tap yeah it's a good one you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta love those rare yeah. beers it always makes look, it, it's the, the look height. at the color man look at the color it's <laughs> <That's> beautiful <laughs> <laughs> this is a special beer. This is uh, was actually made by my friends. They launched a brew Mountain called, uh, Dude. Seriously? <laughs> exactly, yes. So this is uh, Le Fermentar. It is uh, Jeff and uh, Petrik. Uh, massive shout out to these boys. Uh, local metalheads. They play in metal bands. They started a brew pub two, three years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys. And they just started bottling their beers because of COVID. And uh, they've been doing their beer. names are always amazing. Nice. So this is a wit beer with uh, citrus and coriander. It's a wheat ale. They, and it, uh, it, they called it Mountain Dude, of course. I'm going to pour this out. Tell me about uh, the if there is a craft beer scene in Hungary. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, quite, it's quite huge. Um, uh, I, I have to admit, I'm not that actively involved in it because mostly, well, nice color as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> mm. So, um, mostly IPA is is the one they they um, they get to brew here, and all all, all kinds of um, ale uh, variants. But I'm more into Czech and German beers, so Lager, Pils, Keller. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean. I guess those are the the German roots. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm I, I'm not that that into IPA. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I have good news for you though, because the new wave of craft beer that's stemming over here in North America, everybody's going back to the Pilsner. Everybody's going back to the lagers. Finally. So so, I'm sure <laughs> it's going to make its way over to Hungary. Hungary, shortly. It's uh, it's I. 
I'm super into it. Uh, the whole, obviously, I'm a huge haze fan, huge hazy IPA fan. I like all beers, but there's something about a classic Czech Pilsner that just satisfies my needs for a nice, crisp beer, especially during the, we're having a crazy heat wave here in uh, North America and Montreal, especially recently. And it's, it's that's all I've been drinking. So <laughs> do you remember your first experience with beer? Oh, I do. I really do, man. That was 1994. And um, I was I was almost 11. Um, and I was I was growing up in a in a town called Chopron. It's it's very near to the Hungarian and Austrian border. So I was we, we, we moved to Hungary in nineteen ninety from Germany, first to Austria, then then from there to Hungary. Uh, long story short, nineteen ninety, Chopron. Um, we we started you know, to, to get around and get to know even the country, the language, we didn't know anything about that. And my father, he was, um, he was a professional equestrian, like, like horse, uh, uh, show jumper and, and uh, horse, uh, riding horseback teacher. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And, yeah. um, he was, he was doing these summer courses in, um, and, uh, in this, even smaller city, like no, even smaller village uh, to the east from Chaperon uh, for for all kinds of uh, kids, and uh, every summer for for like three or four years. And '94, I was hanging out with my brothers and some of the kids from 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 this group in in that village. And there was one place where you could, I mean. Nobody back then. Nobody cared if if uh, if a ten year old went into the into a bar or into a store or anything to buy cigarettes or booze or anything. They they were just like, yeah, what what the hell? Who, who the fuck cares? I mean, and it was my brothers uh, actually told me, dude, come on, get yourself a beer. We have to we have to celebrate. And I was like, yeah, oh, all right, all right, sure. <laughs> and I went there, and I was like, yeah, I, wa- I want to have that one. And that was uh, a small can of Amstel. Uh, it's, it's Dutch, yeah, I, I think it's Dutch beer, yeah. It is, yeah. And, and that, was, that was the first beer I bought for myself. Uh, yeah, back in, in, in the summer of 94. And I was almost unable to drink it. It was just too, I don't know, too much foam or something. So I I think I ended up and throwing away uh, the last few sips of it in the can. So, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> beer beer is, an, you know, is an aspired taste. You have to get used to it. Oh, yeah. Such, a, such as is metal. Oh. Uh, do you remember, let's switch uh, gears into uh, being a musician. Do you remember your first time on stage? Well, the, the exact first time on stage as a drummer, maybe, because, because I, was, I was actually uh, in a choir when I was a kid cool. and, and yeah. as, a, as a teenager. So, so that, was, that was my first uh, connection with with actively uh, doing music actually um, you were you were originally drawn to voice yeah yeah or yeah, was exactly. it something you just got roped into 
No, no, no. The 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 the, the singing part that was that was already. I think. You know. We didn't even know. Uh, well, my parents didn't even know to which school they should send us. You know, and they were just like, "All right, I think that over there looks like a school. Let's go there. Let's ask them <laughs> if um, if uh, if they accept." You know, expats from from Germany who are unable to speak Hungarian. I mean, mm. what could they do? And they were like, "That must, oh, that must oh. have been rough." Yeah, yeah, you know. But I mean, we were kids, so so the the language itself it came pretty quick, and and turned out that was a musical school. I mean, like like they had a focus on music, and uh, I spent my first four years there. Um, and started to sing, uh, to, like, like right away from there. And, and, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. So we, we always like, like every three or four months we had these, uh, concerts with, with a choir, like kids choir. And, uh, I was singing solos as well, but you know, with, barely knowing Hungarian it was I guess it must have been funny <laughs> or or you had a charming accent and then that was the the what they liked about it might be might be although although uh, sometimes now I, I think I think the the accent was not as strong as maybe for uh, for my brothers because you know the the younger you are the better um, you you, um, you, get, like, you, know, I, you get children are like little sponges. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, I, I, I would love to see some, some, some video footage from, from that time. But I guess that's uh, that was just too, too early back then. And um, then I started to play the guitar when I was ten. But, but I, I think we had only one or two like, like really small, uh, not even, like, not even shows, but just playing for for uh, uh, some classes in the uh, at school and when i was 15 i remember that quite well um uh, a classmate of mine and me we were going home slightly pissed from from a club and he was talking to me like like okay dude so so you know i i play the bass and I, I like like write all kinds of lyrics and I have this this guitarist dude and, and, and we were like like going to 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 form a band but we, we don't have a drummer. And I was like, Alright dude, I'll be your drummer. And you just Holy shit. And he just stops, he's like, Seriously? Yeah. Do you know how to play the drums? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna learn it. And 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 the funniest part comes now. And he, he's he's looking at me. All right, and he pulls out a piece of paper like from from his pocket. Okay, call this guy. This is a drum teacher. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like like two a.m. in the morning. Like, oh, okay, uh, uh, all right, I will call him. <laughs> and that's what he had, happened. He had, he had this whole plan. I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. He was like, okay. I mean, he's. Yeah, let's let's make him the so, drummer. So, <laughs> you you owe it to him. I hope you're still friends with him. 
Well, no, but you know, it's. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's not playing music anymore. He he became a right, that tends to happen. An actor. Okay. <laughs> oh. He made the right choice, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, maybe. That's funny. See, I've, I've spoken to a lot of uh, people, obviously, doing the podcast, and uh, a lot of the times that ends up being like a guitarist that says, oh, fine, whatever, I'll sing. <laughs> so that's funny. That's the first time I hear of someone saying, fine, fine, I'll play the drums. So Yeah, well. <laughs> so did you, did you go to take lessons with that dude? Yeah, I did. I did. Actually, I, I called him <laughs> like, like, like the next day, and he was quite, quite perplexed, like, Okay, I mean this was this was back in '98, so so not everybody. It was it was not normal that that somebody had a mobile phone and that was a mobile number. So I guess he he only gave that number to a very uh, sp- like specific kind of people, and he was like, "What? Who? Okay, and h- how the hell did you get this number? All right, I don't know that guy. How did he get? Okay, well, um, this sounds rather strange, but you know." I mean, just come over and and let's talk about it. <laughs> and that was, you know, so so I started playing the drums or well, learning the basics of drumming. Did you did you have it in you automatically? I know myself, I would not be a good drummer. So so, are you someone that had the rhythm already or yeah. a sense of rhythm? I, I, oh yeah. So sense of rhythm, yes, because of the whole writing stuff. Because my my father he had a very uh, specific technique of teaching and you know he he always um was pushing us towards yeah being in the rhythm and feel feel the whole horse's movement and so on you know so so he was he he was actually quite um quite happy that that uh, i started started drumming because he was like yeah yeah that that's that's gonna be gonna be a nice combination with uh with writing yeah you can come to and play while I do my lessons. <laughs> he actually, he actually asked me that a couple of years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, I mean, it never happened because I, I was, I was. You wouldn't scare the horses. Yeah, no? uh, yeah. Of course, of course. For one, but on the other hand, I was back then. I was too young, and I was slightly embarrassed to do it. So. Now, now I would think that, yeah, sure. I mean, I should have done it, but, you know. Did you get to a point where you thought uh, the equestrian wasn't cool? No, no. Oh, that was, I mean, we, we were, we were like born into that. So we, we always, always had horses around ourselves. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was nothing out of the uh, ordinary for us. So that was, that was not the, the not cool part. The not cool part was uh, my father... Uh, sometimes forcing us to to like 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 doing the stuff we do in other parts of our lives in the the the, the horseback riding part as well because because you you always try to try to connect these dots you know in his on on his um, mind scenario and he was like yeah yeah because this is rhythm and it's feeling and you know I mean he was on the he was on the right track but. Uh, he he was he's not always capable of talking uh, us into it. He was he was always like it was it would be really great if you do that. And I was like, oh, come on, Dad, seriously, <laughs> like like come on, can we just have a beer or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Well. So take me to that first show where you're playing drums. Uh, the sh- first show, 
I was playing drums. I think that was, I was like two years after I started to play the drums. I um, it was on a kind of a like talent talent show for for high schools. Yep, yep. And Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but that was that was the first one I I attended. And it was it was not really good. I, I think we <laughs> it never is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but one year later we actually won that one. So, but but the first one was ah no no it was, you know of course you you take away you, you take a lot of stuff home from there because. Oh, you can learn so much. I always tell people absolutely. You know, absolutely. get ready in the jam room, but you will learn. A show is worth about 10 to 15 jams. Especially if you're not even sure about what kind of music you want to play. And, or, you, you know, I, I, was, I was jamming with these guys, you know, with, with the, the bass player who, who wrote the lyrics and the, the, the guitar, <laughs> guitarist dude. And, you know, but the guitarist dude, he had a girlfriend who was singing. And he was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's call her into the band as well. And until then, we were jamming like, like uh, Rage Against the Machine and Nirvana, like, like more of the grungy stuff, uh, because those two guys were more into that. I was, I was as well, but I was also already very much into metal. But they were like, like ah, fuck metal, let's, let's play grunge. And I was like, yeah, well, okay, okay, I still like metal. I still love metal, but, but I'm, you know, I'm willing to make a compromise and play grunge with you because I like grunge as well. So that was that was my compromise. But um, yeah, so she, he he brought in his his girlfriend, and she was she was a very good singer, but she brought an even more mellow um, vibe into the into the band. So we ended up playing covers of cardigans i think cardigans yes and, of course yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. and the eagles hotel california okay, yeah, yeah. and i don't know what else but, but i i think we played two covers and maybe one one song we wrote i'm not even sure maybe it was three covers and um well i mean we were like 15 16 I was playing for two years. The other guys were play, maybe playing for three years. So, what do you expect? So it was nothing glamorous, <laughs> nothing, nothing Hollywood-like. Yes, you did it, guys. No, no, it was just plain shit. But you know, it was it was exhilarating, yeah, exhilarating of, nonetheless. Of course, you get off stage, and I mean, you 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 shit yourself. It's like like shaking hands, and oh my god. Yeah, but you know it was fucking worth it. If 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 that was the the moment when uh, when you know my subconscious decided to okay, this I'm gonna do for my for the rest of my life, then fine, all right. And let's. Uh, I want to hear about how Twier uh, connected with their fans during COVID. What 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 did what did you guys do to stay connected to stay? Uh, in contact with your fans well um Hera, our uh, singer and guitarist he is very very active on social media so even even before uh covid 
he was he was spending like like hours every day uh, answering and and like like uh, writing to to all kinds of uh, requests and inquiries and even even Facebook posts or, or comments. You know, so he's he's by far the most active <laughs> um <laughs> you only need one you only need one in a bit exactly and i mean he's he's quite the perfectionist so so he's he's doing a, a hell of a job for that so um yeah he he always uh uh took the time and and the energy to do that and during covid um he was well i mean you know he's he's not only posting about the band about Toyer but also about his whole personality as as a musician because he's got uh, two other bands as well and he's uh, also a, a language buff so he's he's posting quite a lot of um, very interesting stuff on his YouTube channel and um, you know about the history of the pharaohs uh, the, the, the language the, the combination uh, no the the, the uh, the origins of the Faroese langu- language and uh, about Nordic languages uh, in general. And we also um, opened our um, uh, a new merch shop, online shop, and we, we have a new, new uh, uh, homepage as well. So, but we, you know, it was, we talked about that and we were like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, it might be a good, you know, a good moment to to show people that we we've got all kinds of new merch. But also, on the other hand, it was like seriously, right now, I mean, nobody knows uh, what the next couple of months are gonna gonna bring. So, so we we always want to stress that. Okay, guys, please consider what's what's the most important. If 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 you're not you know financially stable right now please don't i mean like wait this merch is not gonna go anywhere we're gonna gonna print more so don't if if you you have a hard time to 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 keep up then then just 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 leave it for for another day so and i think we we went into that discussion as well with with fans you know like like is it is it fine? Is it okay uh, to to buy merch from bands right now to to support them, or are you more into, of course, <laughs> securing your own uh, 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 your own uh, livelihood? So so we, we we did some some discussions like like on Facebook and and other uh, social media platforms about that. So uh, I think we were quite uh, active in, in that matter. Wow. See, that's amazing. See, I haven't heard anybody say that. Everyone is always mostly just thinking about themselves. Yeah. So so massive shout out to you guys for, for putting your fans' well-being before your own financial profits. Of course. Of course, there were numerous people who were like, fuck that. I'm, of course I'm going to buy your shirt and I'm going to buy your CD or your vinyl or anything. And that's that's really... Uh, it's it's nothing less than heartwarming. I mean, even in these times that that people are like really considering the bands as well, 
like like okay you guys are not going to be able to play for at least three months six months maybe a year you know and yeah back in back in april we were like yeah well i mean maybe in july we'll be back on tour and you know fuck no so <laughs> but you know back then it was like yeah maybe two three months so so yeah just just let's let's wait it out let's sit it out and and, and just be be a little bit more uh, careful with the whole thing but yeah um I, I i think this is this is not you know we we don't we don't want to position ourselves like like well look what we did to our fans and how how, how good we treat them no of course not this is just this is just plain uh plain human We're just being good humans yeah well uh, not even good human it's just it's just uh plain logic i mean if you want to keep your fans like like to keep them even after the the the, the, the whole the whole mess that's going on right now in the world i mean you, you just don't pull out their last dollar out of the pocket in in in, in these times of need it's just like being there and just being open to to ask them what what are your thoughts about that you know it's is it okay and we, we you know there, there were people who, who said no it's fucking not okay i mean you know who, who were like I, I don't know how to pay my rent i i have no work for for like like 90 days now so no i'm not gonna fucking buy a shirt right now from a band i barely know so yeah of course that that was that was there too but that was not um um that was that was the exception actually uh correct me if i'm wrong here and uh i don't know this information i should know this information because i'm a craft beer nerd but uh, has uh twia ever made a craft beer has there ever been a collaboration between a brewery and twia not that i know of i mean i i have to say i'm the only one in the band who drinks beer Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So so if you could do a collaboration with a brewery, what style of beer would it be and what would it be called for the Tweer official craft beer? Oh. Uh, I, I guess I would, of course, I, w I would do some, some kind of German beer. Very hoppy. Um, a little bit stronger, like like... 5.5% alcohol and uh, uh, slightly bitter aftertaste but you know ha the, the name I guess something from from, from northern uh, northern mythology like Odrerir uh, that's the, the the mead they made out of the blood and honey of a slain uh human called Quasir, who was the the most uh in well not not tell not intelligible but the, the the wisest man on earth i think so yeah something something like that maybe <laughs> that sounds awesome that sounds awesome any of you breweries out there you hit up uh, Thaddeus and make this beer please <laughs> one last question uh what is your hangover cure my hangover cure uh, yes well, another beer, definitely. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I mean, um, 
back in my twenties, I think I was, I was just more times hungover than sober. So, you know, it was, and, and back when I was 22, it was fine because like, uh, I've got a slight, slight headache, but you know, I'm fine. Oh, I slept two hours. Well, that's fine. I'm going to work now. You know, then at 32, it's like, oh my God, my face is going to melt and my head is going to implode and everything's going to suck and I am unable to use my brain and this is just not going to end and it's on a horror. And and this is, I mean, this is going to, I mean, this is worse, worsening year by year. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So um, I try not to get hungover. So I don't really drink uh, like like strong booze anymore, like shots or anything. Sometimes, Ooh, of, no. of course, I do, but usually I try to stay away from it. But yeah, my cure, because of course sometimes it's necessary, um, is to well drink loads of water, eat a healthy breakfast or like strong breakfast. And uh, then go go to the gym, and after that, yes. and after that, drink two beers. And in the uh, in the afternoon or in in the evening, you should be better, not fine. You're fine in your twenties. You're never again fine <laughs> in your thirties or forties. Um, the suffering, the, the suffering. suffering. <laughs> oh, it will come, my friend. Oh, that's great. Thaddeus, thank you so, so much for uh, taking some time to chat You're with me. You're welcome. Man. Your life. Definitely. Your music and craft beer. I'm just finishing up this uh, Le Fermatar Mountain Dude with beer, citrus and coriander wheat ale. It is amazing. It's super drinkable. Anyone here in Montreal should absolutely be supporting the metal brewery from Montreal, Le Fermatar. Cheers, Thaddeus. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. Take care. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Such a great chat catching up with Taddeus. Uh, I love meeting people and just immediately hitting it off. This is another one of those cases. Can't wait to hook up with you, Taddeus, and to share a few more brews to pick your brain about the world of translating books. Uh, I am really into literature, and it's something that I hold dear to my heart. So uh, I would love to sit down and pick your brain more about that, Taddeus. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. I have one more episode coming at you this Friday, and it's an absolute banger. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. And my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics... Um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. 
Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. <laughs>